Harper Shores Outreach and Education, in conjunction with Kiona Sport for Healthy Minds, is hosting free suicide prevention training on Wednesday, November 29th at 6 p.m. at the Lance Masonic Lodge. The training is called Question, Persuade, and Refer. Just as people trained in CPR and the Heimlich Maneuver help save thousands of lives each year, people trained in QPR learn how to recognize the warning signs and how to help. Space is limited. Learn more or register for a spot at coppershores.org QPR or call 482-9077. Welcome back to segment two of Copper Country Today. I'm Todd Van Dyke, brought to you, of course, by the Copper Shores Community Health Foundation online at coppershores.org. We've been talking about the Giving Tuesday campaign that is coming up that is going to benefit a whole bunch of local community organizations this year. Giving Tuesday is just a couple of days away as we air this on Sunday morning, so I thought it would be a good idea to introduce you to some of those organizations and talk about why this Giving Tuesday thing has become such a big deal in the Copper Country. So Mike Babcock from the Copper Shores Community Health Foundation joins me for this segment of the program. Mike, welcome back. Uh, thanks for having me on, Todd. This is actually my first time as the solo guest. I'm feeling some pressure. You've been on the show before. I, I have. The last time I was here for to be on the show um, was actually, and, and you know, we miss her dearly. Um, but I was on with Deb Mann actually. We were talking about um, it was it was the summer she died, so it's kind of oh um, yeah, oh yeah. my. And you know, we, we miss There's her. There's a happy memory to start the program, and <laughs> you she know, was such a wonderful portion yeah. of the community. And that's exactly it. Is every memory I have of her is so happy. I mean, she was such a wonderful person for our community. And I mean, she was, she loved Giving Tuesday too. She was a donor every year for that before she passed. And, um, you know, it's kind of, it's fun to be here and think about her for a second because, you know, she did so much and, uh, yeah. Absolutely. Let's go back to the start of this thing. It's been how many years now? This is the seventh year that Holy Copper Shores cow. has been doing this. And uh, only the 11th that this, this movement's been happening. So, you know, our, our organization jumped on it pretty early in the movement. Well, yeah, this came out of the Black Friday thing because we had Black Friday year after year after year after year, and it became more and more internet-oriented and more and more me, 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 me-oriented. And so a bunch of things came out of it. Small Business Saturday was kind of a, a counter-reaction to Black Friday. Which is wonderful, by the way. And that Small Business Saturday has stuck to what it is. It's only Saturday. It's only small businesses. And our community... You know, but our community eats that up. I, I love that Small Business Saturday, especially living in a small community like this with so many small businesses. And wonderful businesses that all, and we'll put in a shameless plug here, all have great Christmas gift ideas. They have gift cards. If there are people on your list, please do that shopping here in the Copper Country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, uh, Amazon has enough money. Right. They don't need any more of ours. Yeah, and there's still plenty of time to go out there and get your shopping done. <laughs> yeah, and if you were part of Small Business Saturday yesterday as we broadcast this, and you got the coupon book, those coupons are good, usually, most of them through the end of the year or at least through Christmas. So That's if, a good pro tip right there. I didn't know that. Yeah, even if you didn't get to all of those businesses yesterday, you can still take advantage of a lot of those coupons that were in that coupon book that the Keweenaw Chamber put together. And throwback... And, and throwback uh, <laughs> Giving Tuesday became a part of the reaction to that because people looked at it and said, boy, we're spending all this money on ourselves. Maybe at some point in the holiday Christmas season, we should be thinking about others. Yeah, that's absolutely what they were doing. And they just wanted to find a way to make that movement happen. And what, what more catchy thing than, you know, hashtag Giving Tuesday. Giving Tuesday became the uh, the thing that you guys then latched onto and came up with some money to 
use as matching grants to try to prime the pump, so to speak. Yeah, the first year we did a $25,000 match, and we had like 43,000 in donations, so we made it a 43,000 match. The second year we went 50,000, and it, we ended up getting 53,000, so we went 53,000 for our match. The third year we jumped it to 100,000. This was my first year involved, and we ended up with like 150,000, and we're just like, this is incredible. I, yeah. I mean, who would have thought that our community had such radical generosity as part of its just makeup like this? We all know we're giving in terms of like we've fallen volunteering, helping the flood was incredible, but giving money like this was, I think, kind of a shocker. And um, it just kept going up from there. And it's still, I mean, even last year, um, you know, I think it was like $659,000 was donated and then we matched another 200000 on that. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. And it really has kind of taken the place of the vacuum that was created when the United Way campaign petered out here in the Copper Country. And that still goes in other communities, but it didn't work out here. And so now it comes along the Giving Tuesday campaign that supports a whole bunch of different organizations in the in the Copper Country. Um, how much matching funds available this year? So this year, um, our, our board was able to put uh, in the normal 200000 like we have done for the last few years. And then we had a donor reach out to us this summer. Um, it's actually a family foundation, the Klugness Family Foundation. Some people that um, have been living up here for a while know some of the people involved with that because um, so they have ties to the area. But they contacted us, and they actually um, were they're drawing out all their funds. They're, they're no longer in existence, or they're working towards that. And they said, we got to make this donation in, you know, in, in uh, July here. So do you have anything we could do? You know, we want to do Giving Tuesday, but I know it's way too early. And we said, well, you know, let's let's just put that right towards Giving Tuesday and see if it inspires more of our community to give. Um, and they absolutely love that idea. So they, they donated $50,000, and our match this year is up to $250,000 thanks to them. And that's timely because we have more organizations once again this year. Yeah, every, every year we see more donations come in, and we see um, more organizations um, doing what's needed to you know become a part of this. And again, at the beginning of this, what we do is we we announce that we're accepting applications, and as long as somebody is a you know a five hundred one c three registered nonprofit organization, all their paperwork is up to date, and they are not an educational institution. Um, they they and then they meet their work they do meets our mission um, we're gonna we're gonna bring them in and we're gonna let the community decide how much money they want to get so some of these organizations don't see that many donations but um, some of them see a lot and ultimately it's up to the work they do that that brings in the donors because it's it's donors for their cause that come in and make that those donations and it's an interesting mix there are some small organizations in here very localized organizations there are some great big organizations in here that uh, do major fundraising and some of them I know have really kind of reoriented their fundraising towards this. Little Brothers, I think, is one of those that is now out, uh, and, and uh, Omega House, I think, one of those that are out there saying, hey, if you're going to make donations to us this year, please do it at such and such time because we can magnify that. Yeah, and they still, um, I think, like on that note, one thing that's really interesting about most of these organizations is um, for, for a lot of them, this has become their primary source of revenue for the year. Um, for especially from a fundraising perspective, there's you know the, for Little Brothers and giving and uh, Omega House, for example, this is their primary source of, of revenue from donation perspective, and it's that's pretty incredible. Um, and I do want to say one thing because even when we say big, it's really an interesting comparison on big, right? Um, well, yeah. In our community, for our nonprofits, um, there's a lot of people at those nonprofits that fundraise, but I would guess um, there's probably only one full time 
fundraising position between all 30 of these organizations. Their executive directors have to do a lot of fundraising, but these are even the biggest ones are still really small compared to nonprofits and other communities. Um, so it's it's they're they're all they're all relatively small, and every dollar you give to them, it makes a huge difference. Yeah, it's true. Everything is relative. We think about the Holton School District as being big. Mm-hmm. You compare it against the school districts in Detroit; they're pretty darn small. It's all relative. Right. Right. So let's talk about, uh, Mike Babcock, let's talk about some of the new additions to the list this year. Who are we welcoming in? Yeah, so we have, uh, there's seven new ones this year, which is exciting. That's uh, that's the most new ones we've had in, in one year um, since I've been involved. So the, the, we'll go down in order here. So the first one that's new is the Copper Country Ski Tigers, which, you know, that's the group that runs uh, youth skiing, uh, mostly out of Sweet Town, I believe, but they do a lot of work at Mosto as well. Um, so that's that was one new one. It's actually interesting. I met the organiz- organizers of that at the nonprofit conference in Marquette this year, and I was like, you guys need to apply. And the deadline was three days later, and they were able to get their stuff in and apply. Um, so that was a kind of an exciting way that happened. Um, the Gay Fire Department Auxiliary, which serves Sherman Township, is is new this year. They're uh, very active there. That's a really active group. They do those sales all summer. Yep. They have a lot of stuff going on there. They're great people. And it's an interesting one, too. They have a millage out there, which is great. Um, it, it barely passed. Um, but that millage actually is only for big equipment. Yes, it's so, an equipment millage. Yeah. So, and... and uh, God bless volunteer firefighters. Mm-hmm. I have said this for years. They're the only people I know who not only will put their lives on the line on your behalf, but then go out and raise money for the privilege of doing it. Absolutely. And this, these these are examples, these opportunities to raise money, gets them the equipment they need to stay as safe as they possibly can when they run into those houses. To And, and they're, you know, the, the, that area is very rural. I mean, it's a 15-minute it's a drive to Lake Linden when you're, you know, and you're in gay. That's a, yeah. they, they definitely need a fire department out there. They're the first ones on the scene for a lot of uh, instances out there. So this is a, a really nice opportunity to support them. Other new ones, um, the Keweenaw Land Trust is new. Um, and uh, you and I both heard of them because they've been around for a long time. Yes. I, this is my first time really working with them. So that, that's pretty exciting. I think they have 26 sites um, in Barraga, Houghton, and Keweenaw County. Um, yes, they do. You know, that's a that's a pretty uh, amazing organization. We're happy to have them part of us. Uh, the New Power Tour, um, which is based in Hancock, uh, they're they're involved this year for the first time. And then, oh my, I'm missing some. What am I missing here? Oh no, I should have had this list ready to go with the new one sep- separated for you. Oh, um, man, what else? That's all right. We'll move on. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> it's all, well, and people are going to hear a lot about this over the next couple of days. Uh, uh, you're going to be, we're going to be doing some live broadcasts from the Copper Country Mall. You're doing it at the mall this year. Yeah, we're, we're so every year um, on Giving Tuesday itself, um, it, it's, it's my favorite professional day of the year. Um, I get up at 5 a.m. and <clears throat> I know this is a different media company, but it's it, it's all for a good cause. Um, we get up at 5 a.m. and we meet the TV6 morning crew yep. um, on location, and then we do interviews literally all day until 7 p.m. Um, so that's 5 a.m. to 7 p.m. That's about 14 hours of fun, and I, I really it is fun for me. I, I enjoy this day quite a bit. Um, you guys are going to come in in the afternoon for a little while, and this year. Um, instead of doing it in our office where we've done it the last couple of years, um, we're going to bring this whole event right to the lobby area of the Copper Country Mall. 
and have invite the community come out and uh, have fun with it the the nonprofits um, have been invited to set up tables around the outside um, a lot of them are going to be there so you have a chance to go um, learn about what they do meet some of the people that do the work they do including many volunteers a lot of these organizations are purely volunteer based so a good chance to meet some of them and and then um, the media and stuff stuff will be really fun we'll have our media backdrop set up so you can see uh, you know Todd you can see all the other media members um, doing what they do and it's it's I, I personally think it's kind of fun to watch um, and they're also you'll be able to take your photo by the uh, booth you know saying you donated which would be fun um, and we'll have our big tent there with some giveaways for people that show up um, and uh, you know taking donations you know if you want to bring cash check you can bring it right to the Copper Country Mall that day um, we'll also have our card reader so if you want to pay by uh, make a donation via credit card we'll be ready for that as well what time are you starting Tuesday morning? We uh, well, we're at least in terms of being open to the public. <laughs> we're going to be going from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. 10 a.m. is when the mall opens, so we'll be there right away when the mall opens, and we'll hang out there until probably about seven. The mall is open, I think, until eight, so it will be a little earlier than the mall closes, but that's okay. Um, and there will be food there as well. So if you're, you know, if you're looking at your lunch break and you're like, oh, it might be a nice little stroll up the hill for something a little bit different, um, our friends over at Copper Shores Meals on Wheels are making um, meals that day, and it's going to be the same food that they serve the seniors so it'll be a good opportunity to get oh. to see some of that food and we we always talk about how that food there is made every morning how it's it's not just the cheapest thing you could possibly made warmed up for our seniors we like to make good food for our seniors and we are very proud of the food that goes out every day we put it in these trays that get, go out so it doesn't look as good as it actually is because those trays just they're a weird color and we have to cover them and it doesn't look as good but it is really really good food and this is a good chance for you to come out and actually taste that for yourself we're going to have um, a wide variety of things including uh, panagakua did i say that wrong panagakua just close. I was, yeah, so we're going to have finished pancakes um, <laughs> right away in the morning or right, right away at 10. So we'll have those um, as well as some wraps and salads and other things. It's a good chance to try that food out. And all of that um, money that's spent on that food is, a good, is going to Meals on Wheels to help us continue to provide these meals for our community. Now, let's talk about a couple of organizations that have been part of this in the past. One is... Senior Meals, Meals yeah. on Wheels. Yep. The other is Dial Help, yeah. which are now both part of your organization. Right. Are they going to share in this give in in, in the the matching funds, or how is that going to handle now? Yeah, what an interesting situation, right? Because we previously have just been a funder. All we've done is fund um, nonprofits and municipalities and work they do. But we're now both a funder and a programming um, uh, organization. And for those programs, um, you know, we're going to be doing fundraising for them as well. Um, uh, uh, you know, year round, we're going to be doing annual campaigns, just like a lot of the other organizations do. Um, so this this gets a little bit tricky but so what we ended up deciding to do is that the match that's out there that $250,000 match our organizations our programs are not eligible for that match at all um, we are not going to be sending any of that 250000 to our own programming however we are still asking the community to make donations to support these organizations. Um, you know, Meals on Wheels, really important organization. The, those meals, the actual cost is a lot more than what we get from the, the grants from the federal government to pay for them. And, you know, we're right now offsetting those costs with our internal, but that is affecting our ability to grant out other ways. So we're hoping that people will go out in our community and support these programs to make it so that they're you know, they're, they're not uh, as much of a losing money and, and we're able to continue to provide these high quality experiences. Well, and Meals on Wheels, not just a nutritional program, right. but also a social program for folks who are, you know, my age and older who 
And that don't necessarily get out and see a lot of people. The, those congregate sites that you have, an opportunity to get out and socialize. Yeah, I mean, those congregate sites are very busy. I know some of them turn into basically a little family for people. You know, this is a good chance to go out and meet some people, hang out with people your own age and, and socialize and talk and get a good healthy meal. And and it's not just the that socializing there, it's the visit at people's houses. Yes. Um, that, you know, we... we one of the things that we have heard a lot the last year is how Meals on Wheels is what makes it so that people are able to stay at home. And what that means is the people are healthier, they're happier at home, right? They're surrounded by their own stuff, which is good. And you've got a wellness check wellness that check, is yep. taken care of. So if something has happened in the last 24 hours, you may not be there right as, but uh, an alarm can be raised. Yes, and families need that. They need that peace of mind. So if you're you know, you're up here and you're, you're, you know, your father or mother is at home, you know, if you're their caretaker, primary caretaker, you, you, when you're worried about them all of the time and you need to be there all the time, you can't work, right? So having somebody that stops by every day allows people to go get, be part of the workforce, be part of our society that otherwise they might have to stay at home a lot more than they would. So this this has been really powerful. And, and, and also, like you said, if we can raise a red flag, um, I mean, this happens regularly um, with the, with our seniors. We'll go there and they won't be responsive the way they normally are. And we have a, you know, we have procedures in place. Our first thing is we call the, the contact and we get a hold of them to see if there's something we're missing or we call the person if they have a cell phone and find out where they are. Most of the time it's it's really innocent. You know, they went yeah. to, they went to the grocery store at a different time than normal because they could get a ride or they went to a doctor's appointment or something like that. Um, but, you know, even, even when it is normal like that, for that 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 child of the parent to get that call and just know that hey this is a reminder that this is happening um you know people find that to be very powerful so for our own organizations and for dial help of course what we um that that whole thing is still we're still processing what exactly how everything works but the crisis line is still up if you think that crisis line is worthy of your donation we would absolutely love that there's a lot of costs associated with keeping that going um, that that would go to Copper Shores Outreach and Education Department, which also is hosting a training later this week in Launce on suicide prevention. Um, we also have the Copper Shores Victim Services Department, which is where um, you go um, if we we help victims of any of anything. Uh, I, yeah. I, from you know if you had a you know you, some kind of a burglary at your house, we'd be able to help advocate for you to make sure you get what you need. If you were you know there's an abusive situation, um, we'd help you connect with where you need to go, help you figure out what needs to happen. Um, if there's fraud, we help people fraud. Um, any kind of victim like that. And of course they have the child advocacy center, which is, is really, really important um, for a child who's been through a very traumatic event, um, allowing them to get uh, interviewed by one person who's a professional working with children. Yeah. Somebody and, who knows how to have the conversation mm-hmm. without causing further trauma. Right. And, and legally getting all the things that are needed from a legal perspective. And then that, that interview is what they then use in court, what they use with child protective services, what they use in, in all of the things moving forward. So that that child doesn't have to repeat that story seven, eight times because that story is traumatic. And when they have to relive that storytelling, it hurts them again. Yes, and, it does. And their children, you know, especially four, five, six year olds, yeah. that story might get a little bit different. And when it gets a little bit different, then, you know, all of a sudden the person that did it might be able to pull up a defense that is a little bit different than um, they could if it was, you know, the same story because there is, it's tough. So you can, we would love to have your support for those programs as well as our Bridges program. Yeah, but again, the, the the matching funds do not go that direction. Right. The matching funds go to, and let's run down the list here. I've yeah. got uh, 31 backpacks. 
They've been on this program before, uh, the valuable service they provide to our kids. Amik Village Volunteer Fire and Rescue Department, Barriga County Shelter Home, the Barber Kettle Gunlock Shelter Home, Big Brothers Big Sisters, uh, Bootjack Fire and Rescue Foundation, which... Uh, it's the same group. They're, um, they're, that's their 501c3. Yeah. Uh, Bridging Gaps Child Care. Is that, oh, that a new one? That's one of our new ones, yeah. They are a child care facility. Um, well, I, I, they're not really a facility. They're currently renting one of the churches um, in Hancock for their child care services. But what happened is a group of parents, I actually went to high school with most of them, so I know them very well. Um, but they got together and they're like, this child care situation is not acceptable. We need to figure something out. And um, they tried a whole bunch of different paths. Uh, and, and with the help of people like from the QNF Family Resource Center, uh, as well as a lot of others, they were able to put together a business plan uh, and they were able to put together the, uh, a little bit of a fundraiser between those parents to get started. And they have a up and running child care center now that is available for literally anybody. And addressing a major issue mm-hmm. that we have here in the Copper Country. And I, I believe if they continue to see as many um, people apply to be part of it as they have in the past, and they continue to are you know able to raise funds through this, we could see them um, increasing the amount of uh, places that they're doing this and, and other things like that. So I, I'm I'm really glad that they got to be part of this, and hopefully they can raise some funds to, to do more work like they're doing. Yeah, that is badly needed here. Uh, Camp Josh, the Copper Country Angel Mission, their uh, Angel Tree Program is in progress right now. Habitat for Humanity, the Copper Country Junior Hockey Association, the Ski Tigers, you mentioned them before, uh, Copper Harbor Trails Club, Copper Shores Bridges, that's your mm-hmm. one of your organizations, and Meals on Wheels and your outreach and education, victim support and such. Uh, the Dan Schmidt Gift of Music and Education Fund, they've been doing that before. That's one that's kind of close to my heart as, as a musician to make sure that uh, young people have instruments and the opportunity to learn to play them. And they really help people. Uh, a lot of low-income people are able to get music lessons for their kids that they otherwise would just not have the opportunity for. The Friends of the Porkies, I'm involved with one of their uh, adventures every year with the, the music festival there, but they do a lot of other things as well. And, of course, this extends to Ontonagon County. Right, right. It's part of your coverage area. The Gay Fire Department Auxiliary, we mentioned, the Hancock Trails Club. And it is important to mention, that used to be the QAnon Nordic Ski Club. Yes, that's... The uh, same that's people, a, same... Their mission has not changed. They just found a, na- a name they thought better represented who they were. Yep, new name for them, QAnon Family Resource Center. Oh, we the did, Q- we, the QAnon ATV Club. That's one of the new ones this year. Ah, okay, yep, yeah. the QAnon ATV Club. Um, boy, and you know the important work that they do in terms of trails. Refl- you know, we've uh, they were, this was the first time they've applied, um, and the Kiwana Snowmobile Club is also in this year. Those are two new ones. We we put those on the same plate when we were looking at if they meet our mission or not. And and I think a lot of people might hear ATV and snowmobile, and they're like, well, that's not recreation. That's not. And 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 they're absolutely correct. That is not why we put them in here. Is because they offer recreational opportunities. Even though I think some could argue that it's a good recreation. It's better than sitting on your couch at home. Yes. <laughs> Um, but we, we put them on here for two, two really important reasons. One is without them, these trails would be a disaster. I mean, that, especially the snowmobile club in the winter, they make those trails groomed. They go by every single mile of their trail every single day. Every day. Which means if somebody hits their snowmobile off the trail and they run into a tree and they're unconscious, they, they're, that person's not going to sit there for multiple days. And the trails are safe. Mm-hmm. 
because they do this work. So we, we thought it was really important to help support them in supporting having safe trail systems for our, our community, our visitors. And the other part about it that we think is really interesting is this summer, the um, Surgeon General put out a report um, about the epidemic of loneliness. And this is a this is a big issue in our community and communities all over the country where people are they're not getting out and socializing, you know, work from, from home or yep. they are, you know, they just, they're retired people that don't want to leave their houses. They're not involved with things. They're not involved with civic clubs as like they used to be. They're not getting involved in volunteering. And we want to do as much as we can to make it so that if there are social opportunities that are, that are good social opportunities, you know, we're not, <laughs> yeah. you know, that these are, and, and that's what these are. These are, these are opportunities to be able to get together. I mean, you, yes. you look at the pictures that are on their Facebook and they get together and they, they do something they're passionate about, and they, they have go out and enjoy our community. They have fun. And, they have fun. They work hard. They get mm-hmm. things done, but they do have fun. I want to get down the rest of this list here. Uh, you mentioned the ATV Club Family Resource Center. We talked about the Keweenaw Land Trust, Keweenaw Random Acts of Community Kindness, which does a lot to fill in gaps uh, that other things don't cover. We've talked about them before on this program. The Keweenaw Snowmobile Club, Little Brothers. You mentioned New Power Tour, um, Omega House. We talked about them. The Antonaga. County Cancer Association. That's a very active group in Ontonagon County. They pro- both prevention and helping people who have it. They yes. make screenings happen in that community. That's really important. Simple kindness for youth, superior search and rescue. Uh, the Swedetown Trails Club is in and Unity Mental Health and Wellness is back on the list again this year. So there's something there for pretty much anybody who has any kind of a cause or a heart, whether you're concerned about uh, recreation, whether you're concerned about safety, whether you're concerned about uh, the way people are treated, the gunlock shelter and, and such. Uh, uh, if, if you're concerned about that kind of thing, if you're concerned about mental health and uh, wellness, there's something there for pretty much everybody. And you can give right now. If you want to, just go to the website. Yeah, coppershowers.org slash Giving Tuesday. Because you've already opened up giving on this. And, of course, the big day is coming up this Tuesday. And we'll have broadcasts on 97.7 The Wolf from the Copper Country Mall. But stop out and meet some of these people and find out why it's good to be involved with Giving Tuesday. And your donation can be magnified by the matching funds that are available. Mike Babcock, thank you for coming in. Yeah, thank you for having us. 